I have just returned from an epic quest. What were you questing after? I was questing after a unicorn of sorts. I wanted to find a person who doesn't use the internet. I read this Pew study that said that 15% of American adults don't use the internet. That's actually a ton of people. Yeah, it's actually millions of people, huh? which is crazy. But then if you actually dig down into the numbers, it kind of makes sense. It's generally people who are over 65, who are low income, or come from sort of a rural area. However, I sort of wondered if there was someone like that in the city who is maybe middle-aged or younger, who was middle class, and just kind of never plugged in. Right. Somebody, somebody who didn't use the internet, not because they couldn't, but because they just like didn't see the point. Yeah. And uh, I found them. Really? Yeah. How do, you, how do you find somebody who doesn't use the internet? What do you use? Embarrassingly, I use the internet. I sent an email to the entire radio station, and mm. I got an email back pretty quick about a guy named Mike. How are you picturing him? I imagine him being kind of obnoxiously wealthy, living in a brownstone, wearing a tweed blazer, smoking a pipe, railing against how technology is corroding the society. Wait, you imagine him super rich? Yeah, I imagine him being so highfalutin that he couldn't be bothered with email. Like he, he listens to everything on wax cylinders and like sends his friends golden telegrams? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's he like? Uh, my name is Mike Halkius. I own a restaurant in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Little diner. He was a really nice... 50-something guy. He moved here from Montreal. He loves Led Zeppelin. He has a mural of the band painted on the back of his diner. And he just owns a business where he never had to use a computer. Everything is cash for me. I have a cash business. Cash goes into the register. I pay cash everything. Also, it doesn't hurt that he's about the nicest person in the world. People seem to really want to do him favors anytime he needs to use the Internet. If I needed Internet, I would always find a friend that... Um, ask them favors, and they do me anything I want. Find me a Raider jersey, find me a Montreal Canadian jersey, find me a ticket, even a date, anything. Anything I want, people do it for me. Also, there's this. And in return, I do them other favors, like give them food. When I need something faxed, I go across the street to the fax place, and, of course, I give them a sandwich, they fax my stuff, everything is great. So you found your unicorn. Does he know about the things that he could be able to do and isn't doing? Actually, in spite of my assumptions that he would be proud not to use the internet and find it to be a distasteful accoutrement of modern society, <laughs> he was really embarrassed that he doesn't use it. My six-year-old nephew, he knows more about the computer than, uh, than I. He knows how to get in. He knows how to play his music. He knows how to play his cartoons. He knows how to play his games. I have no idea how to do that. I feel stupid. That's what it is. I, and I don't want to feel stupid anymore. So did you help him? Well, I asked him to come down to the station and sit down in front of a computer with me so I could just sort of see what he was interested in and see if I could direct him toward all the wonderful things on the Internet that he would like. You're a salesperson for the idea of going online. Yeah, I wanted to provide sort of an interactive infomercial for interactivity. <laughs> so what do I mean, I'm trying to think where I'd even – what do you show him? Well, the first thing I tried showing him since he's such a huge Zep fan was Pandora. It's like a program that allows you to pick an artist you like, and it'll try and find artists based on the one that you like. So you could conceivably just do this forever. It's like listening to the radio, kind of, except you get to tell it that you don't want to hear certain kinds of songs. So it's pretty great. He sounds like he's being really polite, 
but he doesn't sound interested. Well, you know, I mean, he's a big enough Zep fan that he painted a mural of them on the back of his diner. So I think that if he wants to listen to music, he'll probably listen to the Led Zeppelin discography, which I'm sure he already has in some kind of hard copy format. I don't think he needs Pandora to be recommending to him CCR or The Doors. He's heard of those bands. I'm pretty sure he's familiar with them. This sort of breakthrough moment wasn't from me at all. My colleague Chris Neary was in the studio recording with us, and they're both sort of diehard sports fans. I was just thinking, how did you end up as a Raiders fan coming from Montreal? Yeah. In, uh, in Montreal in the early 70s, they showed the three winning teams in the NFL. Uh, the Raiders, the Cowboys, and uh, the Steelers. Well, I had to be a, a man, <laughs> so I chose the Raiders. <laughs> if you could see a play... Like, is there someone you would want to see old video of? In 1983, the Super Bowl, the Raiders crushed the Redskins, and I made a ton of money in college. I mean, a ton. Okay, so let's see if we can't find some highlights from it. Yeah. Oh, wow. This brings back so many memories. I could stay home and watch this all day, you know that? Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, he's gone. Oh, my God. Wow. He's gone. I remember, like, I'm watching this last night. So at this point, you guys are still... He's, like, sitting there watching you guys use the computer. Yeah. I decided to offer him the driver's seat because he is starting to take sort of plaintive steps into internet literacy. And Mm. I wanted to give him an opportunity to sort of show me what he can do. You just move this. Oh, you move the whole mouse. oh, Oh, the whole mouse moves. Okay, cool. And now I can click and pull down? Yeah. Click, and then I, I scroll down, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's having kind of a hard time. He is. In fact, he was actually holding the mouse at this point with both hands, and I think that he was used to having a trackball and didn't understand that you actually had to move the whole object to get the cursor to move. But the surprising thing was that he didn't really know how to search Google. If you go ahead and take this and move it up to right here. Okay. And you can search any word you want. So you can type in plane tickets, Montreal. Wow. And then you press enter, and it'll show you. I'm so amazed, I can't tell you right now. So if you wanted to search for literally anything, how about John Bonham? Mm-hmm. This is the Wikipedia entry. Do you know what Wikipedia is? Mm-mm. So Wikipedia is like the Encyclopedia Britannica, but it's on the Internet. Things that you take for granted are so eye-opening for me right now. I think in the end he sees the internet the same way I do, as sort of like an engine for discovery. And uh, I guess I'm a little jealous of him because I have it at my disposal whenever I want, and in a way I've discovered a lot of the things that were amazing to me. Mm. He's going to get to see all of that stuff for the first time. So I guess I'm jealous of that lack of experience. (laughs) You know, I'm excited to find whatever I'm looking for about myself. And, you know, sometimes when you're looking for one thing, you find another. So I'm really excited. I'm going to look for music that I think I've heard it all, but there's always something that I've, I've missed. Right now, there's going to be no missing. I'll be on the computer all night if I have to be. TLDR was produced mostly by Chris Neary, with a little help from Sleepy Pete and me, Alex Goldman. Our executive producer is Kat Rogers. 
special thanks this week to Debbie Daughtry, who introduced us to Mike. Our theme song's by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, who just released a crazy new mixtape. You should Google Breakmaster Cylinder because it's great. This isn't a plug. This is just me genuinely loving a thing that I want you to partake of. You can find more TLDR at tldr.onthemedia.org. We tweet at TLDR. We are TLDR. Since WNYC's first broadcast in 1924, we've been dedicated to creating the kind of content we know the world needs. In addition to this award-winning reporting, your sponsorship also supports inspiring storytelling and extraordinary music that is free and accessible to all. To get in touch and find out more, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.